Okay. Uh, hello and welcome to Mysteria. Wow. Yeah. Ricky, that's my foot. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so tender. It's such a sweet hold. <laughs> Too tender for you. Hello. Welcome to <laughs> a very intimate. We're gonna uh, post this photo on our <laughs> No no Pooja in it? Pooja's out. Eric's in. <laughs> the reign of Eric. This is how Eric is when he gets to be on the podcast. When I listen to the episodes when I'm not here, all I hear is Priscilla's dead and Eric being like, no, I think I'm replacing her. And now he's trying mm-hmm. to hold my leg. Like, we're cool. But, like, and I heard in you. Shout Puja. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, just going to be Eric. It's pretty cutthroat. Yeah, the last episode of this podcast is going to be him talking about the mystery of where all his friends go. It'll <laughs> <laughs> just see me going, wow, wow. for 30 minutes. <laughs> um, okay, I'm Amy Borton. And welcome. <laughs> I'm Priscilla Crow, and goodbye. <laughs> I'm Pooja. Hi. I'm Eric Bridges. And somehow we allowed Eric back, even though he has been nothing but trouble since Go on. becoming a co-host. Pooja. I've got a lot of laughs. So two many laughs, like two of them. Uh, like he's brought like two laughs. <laughs> yeah, that trash can joke about him. <laughs> Um, I also have a question to our legal eagle, Pooja. Mm-hmm. I noticed that all of us say our last names and you don't. Are you fearful that people Sometimes will track you down? down? Sometimes I do, but I found recently that you don't I, feel it. Maybe I maybe I could just get by with the one name. Like you're like Cher. Well, yeah. Madonna, Beyonce. Yeah. But except oh, that your name is it is really common. Like Beyonce. Yeah, so Beyonce. adding the shot really wouldn't help anyway. <laughs> That's true. I didn't know if it was like, I'm scared of, of those <sighs> crazy fans. Oh, no. You know? No, it's more like when I say my name fully, sometimes the like cadence of it is weird, so I get a little self-conscious. Yeah. Also, I would say that uh, I've gotten some feedback from non-trolling feedback from people, most of which, when they've listened to it, they've been like, oh my god, I had no idea you disliked Thomas Edison that much. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Edison uh, fan did not like your yeah. No. Needless to say, Matthew Perry fan, in. Thomas Edison fan, out. No response. Thomas Edison Fred fan, Durst fan, lights no. out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it too long, because then it's hard to edit. Uh, Edison puns. Wow. <laughs> okay, so this week we are talking about space. space. Wow. <laughs> I can't read because you're laying on my notes. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> this week we're talking about something that just has excitement in its name. It's called the wow signal. And it also has an exclamation point in that yeah, wow, correct? It's called the wow. No, it's called Wow. Now, now when it when it incorporates an exclamation point, do you think that Jeb's campaign had to like pay something about it? You know, because mm-hmm. Jeb, Jeb had the exclamation wow, point in his his name. It's Who's Jeb? Jeb? Jeb Bush. Bush when he was trying to run for president. Oh, his I thing, blocked. <laughs> his, so did the rest of the country. Um, 
It had J E B exclamation point was his campaign. They're like Jeb, you're too Jeb. You're too boring. Yeah. We need to spice this we up. We need to Jeb. spice this up. Wow. All right. Jeb and Jabba. Go Nixon, am I right? Uh, okay. So this week we're talking about the wow signal. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So this wow signal is also known as six E Q U J five, which is its frequency reading. Well. How do you pronounce that? No, if you tried to read it. See quite good. I can see. I can see why. Right, wow. From now on, we need to go. Sick witches. Sick witches. Look at Boozer's laugh on the. We've lost Boozer. We broke her. Wow. Uh, okay, so where did the so-called wow signal come from, and did the it? 1977 anomaly known as the wow signal originate from an alien source? Who did it? Um, so we'll talk sources real quick. <laughs> I looked at Universe Today, which is is an astronomy website. Uh, the Atlantic, I read a very long, interesting article. I did a last-minute refresher course on Mother Nature Network, M-N-N, mm-hmm. and then the big things that I looked at, too, that are the most, I think, applicable would be uh, the Big Ear Radio Observatory website, that led to a link for the 30th anniversary report by Dr. Emin, who's the one who found the wow signal. <laughs> Anything else? Any- yeah, I also looked at the National Geographic website oh. and um, The Guardian. Excellent. Ms. Pico? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I, I dabbled in the Universe Today article mm. and Wikipedia. Oh, and Eric, did you do any research, or are you coming at this blind? I'm coming in blind. Yeah. I'm ready to be wowed. <laughs> okay, so our quick background <laughs> is that, so if you guys have heard of SETI, which surprisingly a lot of people have. I brought I it up, not. and a couple people were like, oh, yeah, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, doi. SETI, S-E-T-I, which stands for Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, DOI. SETI program uses different observatories around the world to look for, you guessed it, extraterrestrial intelligence. Uh, And so our WOW signal takes place on August 15th, 1977 at Big Ear Radio Observatory in Delaware, comma, Ohio. Confusing. So So confusing. um, Which is run through Ohio State University. And on upon reading a printout from the frequency showing up on August 15th, study scientist Jerry Emin, E-H-M-A-N, so I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, found an interesting printout near the 1420 megahertz frequency, which is set aside specifically for SETI to use as a frequency of hydrogen uh, or where hydrogen glows. He found a printout that was 30 times stronger than than the background noise. It was 72 seconds long with a rise and a fall. And he circled the signal data, which reads out S-E-Q-U-J-5, and wrote, wow, exclamation mark, when he saw it, which was a few days later. And that's why we call it wow signal, because... Because um, he wrote wow. Because not all of us can pronounce it the way Priscilla can. Yeah, I know. Zequision. <laughs> Zequision. 
Yeah. So reading through the Atlantic was really helpful for me at first because it gave me the full narrative. And then I went through and read his report, which is so science minded. He's obviously an intelligent person and wrote in such specific language that I could not understand very much of it. And yeah, I yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think someone that's science and that that science minded and smart would have like a cooler word than wow? Come on. You know? Shazam! Yeah, exactly. The Shazam signal. So just so you guys have an idea of what this printout that he wrote it on is like, I'm going to give you my very dumbed-down explanation from what I understand, but please. So the printout shows the values of intensity received in each channel every 12 seconds, and the letters serve as double digits. So A equals 10, B equals 11, and so forth. So a reading of 6EQUJ5 pop up, and then Q and U are incredibly high, obviously, and U is actually the biggest scene for any of these SETI pronouns. Mm. Um, so this is a big deal. It, it pops out quite a bit from normal. So this telescope caught an incredibly high frequency that showed up on a frequency channel that is reserved for SETI. So it's no one else on Earth is supposed to use it. And we need to figure out where this anomaly came from. Mm -hmm. U is 21. U is 21, thank you. Do we want to play a snippet of this horrible signal? Yeah, in case you guys miss dial-up tone and or a bad fax line, uh, Priscilla's going to play this for for you. You probably could just cut it in. I don't know how to do that. Let's do that. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm getting angry already. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this the best science about it is seeing how, like, Amy's veins, like, pop out of her head in fury of that sound. Probably because we all remember the frustration of an AOL dial-in. We had to get in some chat rooms and ask some people what their ASL was and feel really uncomfortable when some weirdo asked us ours, you know? Yeah. We had to run. Or cyber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those are the options. Jimmy and Carmen, I need you to interview on this one. Uh, they had no idea. Uh, okay, <laughs> so <laughs> the big question, especially for SETI, was does this mean that extraterrestrials sent out a beam for 72 seconds to try to communicate with us or to try to find us. What does this mean? Because that is their end game. They're looking to see if there's intelligent life elsewhere. So we're just going to have to pop into theory unless you guys have anything. So theory number one is that it is alien. It comes from, so the signal's rise and fall is typical of space origin. Um, They've ruled out a natural emission like a pulsar or a quasar you know, again, we've established that we're not science-minded people, so whatever, you know, those things mean to you. Uh, but because it has a fixed signal and because those would cause static on other channels, um, whereas this signal is specifically on this one frequency channel. This would assume there's a very advanced race with resources to broadcast a beacon in all directions that's strong enough to hit other planets. And that, of course, this intelligent source is motivated to communicate with us, which let's be real, I'm not motivated to communicate with her. (laughs) And then they'd also have to be more advanced than we are because we are not able to emit that type of beacon in all directions. And that is just very notable that aliens 
or this intelligent source would know to use the frequency of hydrogen to broadcast. Do you guys have any more to add about alien theory? Well, did you mention that the, the signal was being emitted from the direction of the Sagittarius? No, I didn't even read that. Ooh. And guys, I'm a Sagittarius. <gasps> Whoa, Wait, who should be honest was it, it you? Was you. <laughs> um, wow. Maybe in a prior life? Because it was before was I was born? Maybe it was your about. essence <laughs> coming from the Sagittarius. Yeah, very true. Thing. Yeah. Are there any notable planets or something that are in Sagittarius? I don't know. I'm an Aquarius. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm um, a Leo. I play by my own rules. What? <laughs> Girl, you a lie? Uh-huh. I'm a Libra. I don't know that. And means. I ain't lying about that. <laughs> you are. That, that's all I know, that it's coming from the direction yeah, of the Sagittarius. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about... Go for it. Okay. So... In the early 1960s, according to National Geographic, Cornell physicists Philip Morrison and Giuseppe... Giuseppe. How do you say that last name? Cocconi? Cocconi. I got it. I got it. One second. Giuseppe Cacciani. Giuseppe. Do you think that someone who speaks Spanish would have a better grasp of Italian accent, Miss Cocconi. So they had... A hypothesis that um, if aliens, if, if so, if aliens existed, which we all know they do, um, then and if they wanted to contact us, they would use a radio signal because those transmissions require relatively little energy to generate and can travel huge distances. The second piece is that they assume that the aliens would be smart enough to pick a message that other intelligent species might understand. Chemicals emit distinctive electromagnetic frequencies, and and that's how astronomers know the composition of distant planets and stars from the way that their light shines. Um, so hydrogen is the most common element in the universe. So they hypothesized that if the alien wanted to con the aliens wanted to contact us, then they would emit a signal with a frequency of 1420 megahertz, which um, which is what the signal was that yeah. Emin found. Hmm. So, wow. 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 Also, there have been reports that um, Stephen Colbert has been releasing messages out to aliens <laughs> just in case they can hear us back. Wow. And so he said... What does he say? He said, Greetings, intelligent alien life forms. I am Stephen Colbert, and I come to you with an important message on behalf of all the peoples of the Earth. We are not delicious. In fact, we're kind of gamey, and we get stuck in your teeth. It's really embarrassing at a job interview. If you want something good to munch on, go to the nearby Crab Nebula and bring a bib. Seriously, all you can eat. <laughs> um, okay, so there's our alien theory. I have theory number two is that it's a satellite from Earth. If it was at the right distance and speed, it could mimic this type of noise. But, big butt. There are two butts. Big I butt. like two butts, butts and I cannot lie. No, I don't. There. Yeah, anyway, one butt is satellites emit repeatedly, and this hasn't been duplicated or replicated. It was just a single yeah, cause, 72 seconds. Because the satellite signal is like continuously yeah. spewing out all the time. Spew. 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 Um, and then the second but is that it hasn't showed up anywhere else on any other telescope. Mm -hmm. Just here. So there are two feed horns that goes out as part of this 
telescope. I don't know if telescope is the right word, but whatever. I don't think it is. Sorry, I don't think it's true, but I don't know what else to call it. So this uh, wow signal detected in only one of the two feed horns. So that's two, satellite from Earth. Number three is that it was just an error. 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 Wow, error. 404, page not found. Signal not found. But, here, here we are, but, is that a computer glitch is unlikely because the radio telescope still filtered out local sounds and waves. So they're just saying, I didn't see too much on that theory, but they had briefly mentioned it and gave me a but. I just wanted to give all the butts to you guys. So many butts. Theory number four is that it's space debris, which is a former theory of Dr. Emin. And this would just basically be uh, something, whatever it is, reflecting the signal from Earth back down the antenna of this uh, feed horn. And then the final theory, which... As I mentioned, I I kind of did a a refresher course on Mother Nature Network a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Comets. And this one was really interesting. They said they actually, or this was presented by Antonio Paris, a professor of astronomy at St. Petersburg College in Florida, presented two different comets. They have really interesting names called the 266P slash Christensen and P slash 2008 Y2 in parentheses, Gibbs, uh, these comets' orbits would put them in a position in 1977 where they may have emitted this and it would have been caught. That's interesting. Yeah. Both of them will return soon. So uh, Professor Paris has a GoFundMe account um, to raise $16,000 to buy a radio telescope to analyze these comets when they come back. The P266P slash but um, Christensen will return in January 2017. So, wow, wow, wow. And Gibbs will come back in January 2018. So he wants to reanalyze their hydrogen signature, which is a cool thing to say. Uh, but <laughs> James Bauer at Jet Propulsion Laboratory (JPL). Shout out to Pasadena, where I live. Trolls. Um, Trolls. Trolls. <laughs> don't come to my house. <laughs> You don't want to anyway. It's a murder house. Um, He said, for a comet to emit a signal as strong as, wow, it it would have to be a a high amount of hydrogen, which is unlikely for comets. And that type of signature cannot be forged. (laughs) Unless they're fraudulent aliens. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, those are our theories. And those are our facts. You guys have any questions? Anything to add? Eric, as a newbie to WOW, do you have any WOW that you need to WOW? <laughs> uh, can you repeat the question? Do you no. have I don't know any, what you're asking me. Let me repeat that for her. Okay. Do you have any WOWs that you need to WOW? WOW? Uh, yeah, I have, I have oh, one. right, WOW. Uh, WOW? <laughs> um, no, I have... I. He wasn't no. listening. I fell asleep. <laughs> you are really not being invited back. What? You keep inviting me. I know. It's just because you're around. I need a ride. <laughs> so I need a ride. So there's one more piece of information that I uncovered on in National Geographic, which has to do with the very first theory and um, and our, our friend Emin. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it says that uh, though this the signal was coming from the direction of the Sagittarius constellation, I'm very interested in this uh-huh. um, for personal reasons. Uh, they were so they were able to trace the signal to a, a location northwest of the globular cluster M55. Globular sounds disgusting. <laughs> I like it. That reminds me of the troll. Speaking of trolls. The troll and Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh my god, I was just talking about the Ernest movies with somebody who had never seen them. And was just remembering, like, Ernest Goes to Jail, and that's the only one. Goes to Camp. Camp. Camp is the one I know. Yeah. Ernest Scared Stupid, Um, the guy has globular boogers all in his Oh, oh. What's the guy that's, like, made of mud in in Candyland? Uh, (laughs) Mr. Mud. Is it Mr. Mud? I don't know. That's who it reminds me of. That's not a legal legal. No, uh, we won't take your legal ex. But as, uh, so, so they say that the the spot where they traced it back to, there's no star or planet. Hmm. Um, but maybe they are just invisible to the human eye. Or according to Interstellar, aliens can communicate with us, but we see it as like ghosts. I didn't see that movie. Spoiler, Spoiler alert! alert. <laughs> so cool. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. It's been out for a couple of years. I don't feel yeah. so bad. Do you know what happened at the end of the sixth sense? I've seen that. Do you know about Star Wars? What? What? Darth Vader is somebody's father. Yeah. His oh. baby. His baby Ewok. <laughs> so my question about the aliens, I guess, is if it was aliens, wouldn't they continue to send us signals? Not if that's all they had the power to do. Just one. Maybe they didn't. They're not planners. They also may have not intended to communicate with us. Maybe they were trying to reach some other alien civilization and we picked up the signal and now we like. Bad facts. Yeah. Or they may not have known that it got to us because we weren't. We don't have the ability, the technology to respond back. Also, why does everyone just assume that aliens are like super intelligent? Like, isn't it possible that they're not? As, mm-hmm. like, advanced So they're just, like, Mr. Mud from Candy. <laughs> <laughs> I think if aliens are out there, then they probably won't have a singular identity, right? There will be, like, all different kinds. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Interstellar, I do actually think that that's possible. I don't know. When aliens do, or if there have been aliens that are trying to communicate with us, we may have just completely misinterpreted their communication, thinking that it would be along the same plane or the same understanding that we have about communication. So mm-hmm. for all they know, like, or for all we know, the moon is an alien trying to communicate. I mean, okay, yeah. I'm going to edit that out. Uh. I don't need that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that there's so many different ways that someone could communicate with us that we just... <laughs> <laughs> going, oh, yes. It keeps right. being you. And it's not a... How is this her foot? I didn't know it was a foot. I just felt like a leg. I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it. You are touching it. my leg right now. I, I, just was, I was thinking about aliens, okay? Not about Priscilla's legs. You can rest on my foot, though. It's a nice little holder. He has a really heavy head, though. Heavy is the head. So where's the crayon? Where's the crayon? No, that's the 30 Rock joke. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. That's just an inside joke of myself. <laughs> So are we going to Jackie's? Yeah, so I'm ready to make some Jackie'sations. Okay. Jackie'sation sounds gross. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Ejaculation? Yeah, it sounds like you're jacking off. Guys! Like you're accusing people of jacking off. 
I have a jackization. <laughs> Show me your hands. It was you. Bring out the black light. Jacques. Um, <laughs> Do we have any bold jacques to make? Hmm. I think that I'm split between two different options. One is that it's aliens. The other is that it's a like untalked about theory that we just haven't discovered yet. Like it's a reasonable thing that we just haven't realized. Okay. I, as the denouncer of science, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, the person who likes to just believe in the fantastical. I mean, I like the idea that there's just some kind of emission that happened out there that like we yeah, can't explain. We'll never be able to find it ever. And Amy <laughs> <laughs> Space. Everybody when give I up. said that. There's no hope, is what I'm saying. I think that transmission was probably the answer of how to save the universe, and because we haven't solved it, um, that's why we have climate change. <laughs> wow, just really rogue there. Just so rogue at the end. And that's why Obama was elected president. Uh, Thanks, Obama. Obama's a robot. Thanks, Obamacare. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I actually am into theory number four, space debris, which would really just be something, whether it's like a meteorite, or there's something going on that just reflected a signal that SETI was putting out from Earth back down the antenna, and that's why it um, didn't show up anywhere else, but it was also just one 72-second thing that's not that we haven't been able to replicate or find elsewhere. I also have um, what I thought was interesting from uh, a quote from Robert Gray, who is another amateur astronomer, and he said, it was a tug on the cosmic fishing line. It doesn't prove that you have a fish on the line, but it does suggest that you keep your line in the water at that spot. So I appreciate that, even though I don't necessarily think it was from an extraterrestrial source. Just the idea that it's giving SETI, it's giving us um, extra motivation and hope to like figure something out. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in 1977, there wasn't a way for them to tell the location in space it originated, originated, although now we would be able to. And I also thought this was interesting, and I'm glad that um, Antonio Paris is on the case, he's a, an honorary moon detective, Ooh. is that not too many major telescopes have looked into it. And so you would think or you would hope that um, we would be able to have more, so to speak, ears looking for this than trying to analyze where it came from. So I appreciate that Antonio Paris is looking into it. But I do think it's space debris. Pooja, your turn. My turn. Um, I'm going into left field. <gasps> more left than me? I think so. Actually, maybe way more right. But I don't know what the directions are here. But, <laughs> I don't play um, sports. <laughs> I think it was a human. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Wait, are you introducing a new theory? So I, I had to go back and find it, and it's studyleague.org. It's oh. studies website, and I remember reading that the hydrogen line, that that 1420 wavelength, is prohibited by, right. for use. Mm-hmm. And so I think that because people know that scientists are sensitive to the fact that if something happens on that wavelength, they're going to think first. Could it be alien? That somebody knew the technology that they had at the time and tried to create some sort of reason to believe that there were aliens like out the there, world. so so that they mm. could continue to study 
science, like the outer space. And and part of that is the pop culture that was happening at the time, um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, came you think it was Richard Dreyfus? Basically, yes. Richard. Ah, Richard. Mr. Holland. <laughs> so I think that's my theory because. But a, how would they, like, what would they do? Would they have sent it from uh, look, satellite? I'm, I'm not a scientific person. <laughs> but what I think is that somebody who is science minded could figure out how to fool the technology that was in place at that They're time. basically sitting under the giant satellite, like, with a couple of the exposed wires and just, like, touching them together. And, and they like, have one of those aluminum things six, people used to use to get five. a tan. <laughs> those aluminum, like, mm-hmm. half, semi-circles. Yeah. And yeah. they're just, like... Stephen Hawking has said something about if aliens were going to contact us. Like, it would be something more... Catastrophic. Yeah. Catastrophic in what way? They wouldn't be, like, friendly. Yeah. Oh, so, my. so with all no of so yeah, Damn. so with all of that, I mean, I feel like because there's been only one instance of it, and it was particular to a time when this sort of exploration was at the forefront, and people were really interested in doing this sort of research, they had motivation to do it. Mm. But they wouldn't have been able to do it again just to like feed more, like do it at another. Observatory. Uh, I mean, maybe this achieved the curiosity that was needed to continue to fund the programs. But wasn't there? Haven't they located where in space it came from? You think that's all no. just? Well, she, you were saying that they think it came from Sagittarius mm-hmm. era, but at the time they couldn't locate. But now, it. I mean. Well, now they're saying that like it would have come from a place where there was nothing at that time. That M fifty five. Yeah, but that's why I think that it was something that moving. was moving. Yeah. So it could have been a comet. I guess I could say, I will also say it could have been a comet. But yeah, I, I was intrigued by think, that theory. Yeah, but I think it was, I want to open it so it's not so specific to a comet, that it could have been anything that was mobile. Yeah, I was intrigued by that too, but then you were saying that a comet couldn't produce a signal that strong. Then it was unlikely that it would, yeah. yeah. But that wouldn't rule out. But never say But never. we also, yeah, the thing is we haven't seen the comet. And always say wow. And always say Never wow. say never, always say wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so we're split. We are not in agreement here, the four of us, but we have some votes for the extra, vote for the non-extra terrestrial, and vote for maybe like a unidentified but not alien source moving object, so like a comet or a meteorite. Mm, like I think I might change alien my trash. What's your... Let's hear it. I think I agree with you now. Huh? Yeah. He just wants a hug. <laughs> Okay, my mother listens to this. Okay, wait, wait, wait. He just wants to play chess. (laughs) Yeah. How about checkers? (laughs) Hi, welcome to Mysteria. So, I love that. I love this discussion. I love hearing about these secret theories. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. There's so many questions that are still out there, and the fact is, uh, what's that theory of like what's the easiest explanation? Razor. 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 So, and for me, it's just like somebody who needed extra scientific funding. Are you accusing Dr. Emmett or just somebody else? I, you know, I wanted to stick with Richard Dreyfus, but <laughs> I, I think it would be Emmett. <gasps> Bold move! Wow. Whoa. I mean, they live and die off funding. Mm-hmm. And so it's he that was desperation. A and maybe he was kept a volunteer because then if it was tied back to him, they didn't have, they could say, well, 
We weren't paid. But does SETI have any paid staff, or did they at the time? I think they're all gone. His work was corroborated, right? His work was corroborated by the guys that worked there. Conspirators. Conspirators. So the mystery continues. There's a director and an assistant of SETI, so. Oh, okay. People. Um, So the mystery continues. I guess part of it could be potentially answered in January of either 2017 or 2018, depending on when these comments come back. Or it could just be that this will remain completely unsolved. But we'll see, guys. I'm sorry that your mysterious sleuths could not bring the case closed for you, but we encourage you to bust out your telescopes, bust out your big ears, and help us figure out what's going on. We're normal-sized ears. Only big no, ones. the observatory is called Big Air Radio Observatory. It's just making uh, a joke. I just love. I just love a laugh. So that's it for this week. Next week, join us when we are in space in the Sagittarius constellation. Celebrating me. Celebrating Pooja <laughs> and sending out hydrogen peroxide to to Earth. Hydrogen peroxide. This is the only hydrogen I know how to get a hold of. Besides from the water. <laughs> yeah, She's sending water. water your way. <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Eric, for joining us a little bit. Oh, mm -mm. and we'll see you next time. Bye.